Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give a quick, quick sports update, of course, on that game going on in the English Premier League. It is half time, and West Ham are hammering the Wolves 1 0. Okay, so 1 0. Uh, okay, folks, we are going now to go back to Toronto and to speak with Alex B because, of course, um, as I said, history, well, 10 years of history, was made again uh, in the NBA Western playoffs. Um, Alex, I mean, it was a great, a great, a great game, uh, a great final game in the Western Conference playoffs. Um, and the Lakers came through. Uh, they did come through. In particular, LeBron James was very good in this whole series. And he was very good in the last, in the last fight. Um, you know, there's guys, again, like, I was talking about like his teammates, Anthony Davis, like Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, all those guys. Everybody delivered. Um, ultimately, the Denver Nuggets they played very well, but the Lakers are going to the finals now. LeBron is yeah. I mean, first of all, the, the Lakers yes, it's the, it's the first time in like ten years, and I think since twenty eleven was the last time they were in the finals with Kobe Bryant still. Um, you know, since then the team has kind of been going through this rebuilding stage. It was. You know, it's kind of weird the what's been going on after that. But you know, since they got LeBron James last year, he was injured. They couldn't. They didn't even go into the playoffs. But this year, you know, this year it's different. LeBron James has been in every finals except for last year's for the past decade. Which I think you know is very impressive. Um, we're gonna watch um, the Celtics go against the Miami Heat for Game Six. Uh, that's gonna be be at seven thirty Eastern tonight. Um, yeah, that's also a big game for the East because the Miami Heat have the chance to, uh, you know, just per- go into the finals if they win this game. If not, then the Celtics are going to take it to Game Seven, and okay. that should also be fun because you know it's, those are two teams that uh, haven't really been in the finals in quite some time. The Celtics have been, you know, they've been decent for the past decade. They haven't really been that great since you know they had the big big three. And with, of course, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Ray Allen. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, I think the – so whoever whoever wins is going to face the Lakers. and But ultimately, I think the Lakers will 
won the championship this now, year. In fairness, you did tip that all the way. You did say that they were going to go and win it all. And you know, you've been on the line. Who do you think of those two? Because of course, tomorrow morning, two thirty, um, Boston are going to look to try and take it to Game Seven. Who do you reckon? Okay, I know you hate Boston with a, a passion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not even. You're not even saying no, Alan. No, you hate their passion. Listen. Um, oh no, it's revived. It's, it's revived after what happened. Okay, all right. So, listen. Do you um, do you think that Boston will take it to Game Seven? Uh, well, I think that I think they're going to be very motivated to try and do that. I think they're going to, you know, this is the, these are both teams. They once they've made it this far into the playoffs, they're going to try to do you know just about everything so that they can get to the finals. Um, but the Miami Heat, they're up one game, so they do have they still only need one more game to win. Um, but yeah, I think no, honestly, I think Miami Heat is gonna is gonna win tonight. But you know the Celtics, but obviously, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet money on this because the Celtics are also you, you never really know. They've won two games. Uh, Miami's won three. It's still very close. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, um, we're going to have like our, our 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 foursome in the force right now. Of course, it's a four segment. Um, we have our, our our crew in, and I'm going to start with Alex because there has been a lot spoken about the Black Lives Matter movement and what can be done to eliminate uh, or to actually to make life better. It's, okay, they're they're focusing, of course, on the USA, but uh, you know we see protests around the world going on, like in the English Premier League and so on. Um, But in the UFC uh, there a week ago, there was something said that was kind of, um, you know, it was a bit strange. Colby Covington uh, basically, like he has said, you know, he basically said that the Black Lives Matter movement is a joke and he said that it is standing up for lifelong criminals. Um, what's your take on that? Because you're in North America. What's the atmosphere right now? Yeah. How is it impacting sports? Uh, well, first of all, in my entire experience living here, I have not met a single person remotely close to Kobe Covington. I'm just saying the things <laughs> that Kobe Covington has said. So I really, I really don't know what contingent of people he represents. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in the UFC, they, they have, like, there's this really... Honestly, not just the UFC and just fighting in general. Uh, a big part of your success is determined by, you know, the thing, the things that you say. You know, you get, you need to. Nobody's going to get you the fights unless you do it yourself, and everybody does it differently. Uh, Colby Covington just does it by, you know, he. Well, obviously, he's he's legit. I mean, he won against Tyron Woodley, like very. It was very. It was a very convincing convincing performance from Colby last week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, the, this whole, like, culture that they have of just saying things like that to just make headlines and make money for the UFC, I mean... That's it. Now, listen, uh, Alex. When, when Conor... Yeah, yeah I mean, when Conor... I just wanted to bring up, like, Conor McGregor when his before his fight with Khabib, all the things that he said to Khabib was also... No, it was one of the same. It was it was very close to what Colby Covington is doing. Listen, because, that that wasn't you know, the first time. Fight, yeah, Alex, come on, let's let's be honest. That no, wasn't the first time no. Connor was an idiot when he insulted Brazilian people. When he, you know, said to Floyd Mayweather for me, that is dance for me, boy. When he insulted, you know, uh, the Kazakh Russian fighter, well, German Russian fighter. I mean, that's just the lowest of the low. I mean, but did it help? 
when, you know, Dana White turned around and said, these guys all have their own causes, things, their own beliefs. We don't muzzle anybody here. We let everybody speak their mind, you know. And what yeah. I wanted after that was because it makes us money. That's true. That's true. It does make them money. And unfortunately, you know, things like this do work. There's guys, you know, there's so many names that I could say right now that are in the UFC, but just because, and, you know, they're good enough to fight for the championship and, you know, across any divisions. But just because, you know, these people don't really say things like this, they're kind of out of the spotlight. So they don't. So people like Colby Covington get the. Um, get the title shot before them. Okay. And, you know, a lot of they, people see that, and if they can, if they can sort of become this personality, then they, a lot of people choose to do that. Okay. And Colby Covington is no different. I mean, I don't even know if he believes in the things he's saying, but, I mean, like, him publicly saying things like this before, you know, fighting somebody like Tyron, Tyron Woodley, who's a big supporter of the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. I mean, that was just, it was, no, it was, it was, it was gas in the fire. I mean, it was gas in the fire. I mean, and this is something, again, it was. that, you know, you have Conor McGregor and Habib, they're, they're sitting together in the dressing room after their fight. They, you know, they're in contact with each other. Like, you know, Conor's like, oh, I'm so sorry about your dad dying and so on. I mean, it's all, it's, it's, it's rotten. But like, I mean, the people buy this and believe it. Um, we're going to go straight away uh, before we go to East Salt and then we'll have Andrew Flint is waiting. Uh, Boz Zambia, Derek, you're there. I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, do you find that, you know, that this movement, the Black Lives Matter, it's, it's spread far and wide? Or what do you think the aims of it actually are? Is it doing any good? Um, I don't sound too insensitive or controversial, but I just feel like it's more of a show than reality. Because, obviously, I mean, um, there's so many things that happen, for instance, in America. But I feel like studying all this movement... Like, there's, there's more we can do to fight racism. Why not uh, make strict laws? For example, like, if people are, there's something happening, racial, some sort of racial abuse, people are punished more or face the law more than just... I feel like uh, it's some sort of thing where maybe somebody out there is making, people out there are making money out of because... I don't think it's really helping, to be honest. It's good to protest. It's good to boycott. But to an extent, I, I don't think it really helps the real... It really helps sort out the real problems that are happening. My own opinion. Well, okay. Um, I'm going to come back to you on that, Derek, because I'm going to ask you something in a moment that... Uh, well, I'll ask everybody. Uh, Esau, just coming to you, um, you know, it, it, there was a joke kind of uh, on the website, Waterford Whispers News, that um, racist abuse is down 100% in English football stadiums because there's no fans there. Do you think that, you know, that the, the, the kind of the show that's being put on for Black Lives Matter, is, is it having any impact at all in the greater, the greater population? Well, it's kind of interesting that Waterford Whispers did an article on, like, uh, Waterford Whispers is obviously um, a mock newspaper, so everything is satire. It's complete opposite of the case, the case, but they make jokes out of things. Um, because obviously this week we had an Irish teenager in court over racist abuse he sent to a footballer on Twitter. Um, and I think what Derek was saying makes perfect sense to me from the point of view of you need to see laws being used. And I think 
you need to see things like you need to physically see young fellows being dragged into court because they have abused someone and tried to use the anonymity of the Internet. You have to see measures put in place that make it clear that this is going to be criminally sanctioned, not just have a protest, let things happen again, have another protest. There has to be uh, there has to be an action or a consequence of more protest happens in all walks of life over hundreds of years to bring about something. It doesn't just happen for the sake of people protesting. Um, on the Colby Covington thing, I would actually say I would urge anyone who has four minutes, because that's all it is, to watch Sajara Eubanks. She did a kind of, she was asked in a press conference about Colby's comments, which he made to basically some, uh, not the comments that were discussed there. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, Eiseld, I didn't even say what he said. I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to put it on there because I'm not going yeah, to glorify this idiot. With- and her response was one of the most well phrased responses. She was like essentially saying, let's not say he's playing a character. Let's not do any of this nonsense. He's a racist. What he is saying has racist undertones and in my opinion, more than undertones. But the fact that an organisation doesn't, like, you can give freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is not the freedom to racially abuse someone. Okay. And that's what it boils down to. Okay, no, that, I agree with that. Uh, Andrew Flint is there as well. Andrew, I mean, we, we've, we've addressed this before. We've spoken about this in Capital Sports 2.0. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to ask you straight up, because I'm going to go around the houses on, on this. Uh, I mean, do you think that, like we've seen here in Russia, that apparently that it has all improved. We don't hear it. Uh, FIFA, for example, or UEFA have the three warning rule in effect, um, but it's never they've never pulled the trigger on it. What the point? What's the point in having goddamn rules if they don't enforce them to stop this discrimination? Well, I mean, the the, the three step rule is, is in itself the most laughable thing. Well, there are so many laughable points about it, but it, it's not a laughing matter. That's the the crying shame of it all. A three step rule. If as somebody feels so moved that they want to walk off the the stage they have worked their entire lives to get onto to be a professional footballer, then I think something's seriously wrong. Why on earth do you give racists three chances? It's just it's just mind boggling to me. Um, and I think I think what the guys have said is absolutely spot on. Uh, what Derek mentioned particularly when he said it's for show rather than actual action. Education is the only way this is ever going to be sorted out. All of these schemes and and campaigns and hashtags, they mean nothing. The rules, even the rules, if they're enforced, they won't do anything unless actual education show people the effect racism has, and then finally you might see change. These rules, they mean nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Again, everything that every single one of you said tonight, you know, from, from, from Alex saying that it is a, you know, it's, it's kind of for show. Uh, Der, you know, Derek saying the same, Isla saying, yeah, it's for show, but they need to clamp down hard. And Andrew, fully concur with you. Um, just, I'm going to run around you all and ask for a 30 second take on it. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with you. Um, what would you do to stop this kind of, crap in the future not in the global scale just we're talking sports so what would you do in sports to stop this in the future alex are you there oh sorry yeah um no i um actually the the i don't really have an answer for you like when it comes to what they should do i do think that um if they put in like these strict laws and like put people 
and, and you know criminally punish people for saying these sort of things like that it, that could like in the short term that could that could help but at the same time you know those guys what what they're going to do is just make these guys even more pissed off and even more racist and they're going to have kids they're going to have their own grandchildren that they're going to brainwash by the time they're 18 or something and you know and then you know that's the cycle is just going to continue so i really don't know how to tackle this sort of thing because it's just like a very strange like cultural thing but okay yeah no, alex no, I, no, I mean, no, but I, in fighting yeah no no yeah, okay. I mean, in, in fighting they need to do something about uh how you can just make you can just get a title shot from just saying controversial things exactly like, and no, i agree with you know, being in, in the spotlight Isak, yeah. going to come to you very, very quickly. 30 seconds, what would you do to resolve the situation, try to, at least in sports, try to make it better? I think you have to have a mixture of sanction, education, and putting forward role models so that as people are coming through the ages, they're looking to someone who is, I suppose, breaking the stereotypes of behaving in a certain way. So in fight sports, see good role models who aren't getting, as Alex rightly put it, a shot just by being controversial. Um, have the right role models in place, but education has to be a huge part because you have to build it into the culture of every sport and every team that it won't be accepted by fans, players, officials, nowhere in, this, in any game. Okay, but great. Um, Andrew, um, you mentioned education. Esau's backing you up on that. Mm. What, would you, what would you suggest here? Something else to add? Well, I'd say two simple things. One, you, uh, sports organisations have to put sanctions. They can't just do nothing, but they have to enforce them. However right or wrong they are, however well judged they are, because they themselves, as sporting organisations, will lose all credibility unless they do that. So they have to put sanctions in place. I would simply, yeah, I love the idea of role models, like you sort of mentioned. That would be my second point. Marcus Rashford is doing some fabulous work on slightly different issues at the moment, but he's never losing his tone of voice. He's performing on the pitch, but he's showing a good example and responding. He's communicating. So okay. opening up as much communication between these role models and fans. Okay, very good. Derek, final word to you. Um, what would you want to see happen in the world of sports to make it better, to get rid of this crap that sickens us all, that corrupts our game? I mean, it's simple. Like, make them not make money anymore. Like, ban them. If somebody does anything, uh, some sort of racial abuse, ban them for out of sport, out of professional sport. We shouldn't see them in the spotlight anymore. And also, since we need education more like everybody said like from from the academies from uh, before before you need before you actually join a professional team or start a professional sporting career you must be educated on on all on all these all these issues so i oh. think that's the best way Okay, listen, thank you all uh, for your contributions. Of course, we'll be back with uh, some of the group at, uh, at the, the end of the hour in, uh, in about 20 minutes. Uh, so we're going to go out to the break right now with Sigma and Just Got Paid. So remember, folks, you need to speak out. We need to speak up and protect others because if we don't, we let the idiots and cockwombles away with it. Back after the break with Michelle Varrokin. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore. Uh. 
I should grow up someday Cause I got bills to pay I can't be waking up At someone else's place I know I drink too much Can't pay my rent this month I should be saving up But I just
Okay, welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed the foursome in the force because, again, you know, it annoys us enormously when we see these people getting away and building their careers on the backs of insulting and just the lows of the low behaviour because, you know, it's it's not fun, it's not nice. And if you walk a mile in someone else's shoes, then you suddenly realise that, you know what, it's not good. And, you know, I'm as bad as anyone else for slagging people off and I get slagged as in made fun of. And the same back again, but there is always a boundary, there's always a limit. And again, as I said, if you don't stand up for other people, you know, who's going to stand up for you? Like, you have to sort of say, no, I don't like that. If someone's speaking crudely about uh, a female colleague, you have to say, wait, hold on, stop, that's a person, you know? And again, it's kind of just something that you should get into your mindset. It's, it is some, it's not something you're born with, it is something you're raised with, um, but it's never too late to get it right. And that's what we're going to speak about right now with uh, Michelle Rockin from Sport Integrity. Because again, she is, is, is somebody who has enlightened us on the show many times. She's someone that I admire massively because it's not easy being a strong female leader in sport, in any sport or in sport administration, because basically so much is used against you. And very often there's an old boys club that kind of like close ranks. She got through, she, you know, made some massive changes um, I think she could have made a lot more changes and this is what we're going to speak with her about tonight. First of all, Michelle, um, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well. Obviously, uh, concerned for my dog who hasn't been very well today, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm hanging on in there. Okay, listen, that's what I wanted to ask because, of course, we were in contact earlier on today. Um, how, how is the puppy doing? Well, n- not so good. Um, won't eat and uh, we think uh, really he's... Uh, eaten something he shouldn't do so uh, unfortunately it could look like uh, an endoscopy and possibly surgery but let's hope not but uh, you know beware all dog owners you know they they do like to forage and you have to stop them yeah, yeah that, that's something that we, we, we've had many times and uh, I think Isol Cody as well has had it where her, her, uh, he's a husky he went off and got his nose into something he shouldn't have and ended up quite ill. So, fingers crossed for, for your wee one. Um, listen, Michelle, I just want to ask you straight off. Um, what, is, what is wrong with the anti-doping system? Let's start with that as a premise. Oh, gosh. Where, where do I start? And we don't have that much time as well, Michelle. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry. So, in a nutshell, I mean, the, the difficulty is probably we started in the wrong place. And we started with the imposition on athletes of other people's views of how this should be run and now the business uh, has grown and people are unwilling to break down a business to try and actually keep it at its simplest you know albert einstein form keep it simple because otherwise we end up with building other industries on the back of it and and uh, you know that's that is the real danger so I think um, at the moment what we have is an industry built up that has not built in the athlete's trust. And that will probably be the most fundamental thing to me to say to you, this is where it's gone wrong. Okay, because again, you know, when you think the industry and the other industries built around it, the same with anything, for example, 
I'm going to just tell a historical fact right now. In Dublin, when they had huge amounts of British soldiers in, in, in you know, in, um, in the, kind of the early 20th century, for example, late 19th, early mm. 20th century, the biggest red light district in Europe was in Dublin because there yeah. was that illegal, nefarious business beside it. We've seen the same with anti-doping. We've seen what happened here in Russia. And we've seen yeah. how then the Russians were getting, like, you know, being allowed to compete by basically paying bribes up the line. You know, this wasn't just, you know, some Russian runner turned around and saying, oh, I'm going to send a whole load of cash across to whoever it may be. This is actually, um, you know, paying the Russian to pay so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. I mean, has it shocked you what's been coming out in world athletics? Well, the, the shock is more th- about the fact that we're trying to build a system that will engage athletes and engage their trust that we're doing everything we can do to protect their performances, to protect them from being robbed of, um, you know, the, the, the accolades that they really should have. But the, the sad reality is that the weakness of the current anti-doping system is how easy it has been for federations, national anti-doping organizations to manipulate the information and and that in itself then will bring the, the response that we've got to do more of the same rather than actually go, whoa, 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 hang on a minute, you know, and I do feel for any athlete, be they Russian or otherwise, who has been in a situation where somebody has come back to them and said, true or not, we've got your sample, we think you've tested positive, if you pay us this amount, it will go away. Because how does an athlete of any nationality prove that they are being scammed or that they, you know, maybe the, maybe there's an uncertainty, maybe they've been taking a supplement or maybe they've been taking something that they desperately know about. And this is where we've tried you know, long and hard in anti-doping to distinguish the difference between have you cheated or have you just fallen foul of the rules? That is no... Exactly, exactly. Because we hear all then these excuses of like your Dennis Mitchell, I had, you know, so many bottles of beer and sex so many times (laughs) with my wife last night. That's why I tested positive. Mm, Okay, fair enough. We hear all this and then we have people hiding in their panic rooms we have people not showing up we had of course the greek sprinters flying off and you know being in a motorbike accident and so on and so forth i mean the, the the lengths that they go to to make excuses to get away from it you know it, it baffles me it's not that i'm so honest i'm not i'm the same as anybody else but it does baffle me michelle and one thing that that you know like when i as you know i'd met gregor ochenkov and and they were had a business on, you know, how clean do you want your sample to be? You know, instead yeah. of going, um, listen, uh, when I asked for simple, like, did my athlete take the wrong thing? It was a simple LEMSIP. It was, it, you know, it wasn't on the band list. There was nothing wrong with it. She was sick with a flu. She took it. She was tested. We didn't know what was happening. When we asked it, could we know in advance? It was, I didn't know what was going on. And the next thing was, well, if you pay so many thousand dollars, we'll, we'll sort it out for you no matter what. And I'm going, no, no, no. If, she's, if she failed, that's my fault. I'll take the hit for it. She'll take the hit for it. That's fine. But they wanted money. How do we get rid of these people, Michelle? How do we root them out of, of the anti-doping system? Forget about sport, because there's 
creeps everywhere. But anti-doping system, yeah. how do we have a, a kind of a bells and whistles kind of signalization system to flag up these criminals? You know, the trouble is this has been going on for so long. The system clearly is not fit for purpose if it allows that to happen. And that's why I'd really like the system to be turned on its head and engage with athletes, almost being able to validate, you know, be it weekly or monthly or whatever the, the, the regularity of testing that we need, that they are actually competing clean. And maybe we could help athletes because certainly, you know, in this COVID-19 environment, wouldn't we all like to know whether we're facing uh, a possible, you know, medical emergency or a, a particular condition or whatever? And we could so easily build in health screening. And we actually need to think about, you know, verifying, validating athletes rather than... The, the negative side, which is, and that's the sad reality of, of the current anti-doping system. It has this, what I call the sword of Damocles. I'm sorry to be quite uh, um, archaic in my, <laughs> my metaphor here. But, you know, it sits over people for up to 10 years and they do not have any clue because somebody come, came along and said you know this this energy drink will be fine and and, and that could be a 10-year worry to an athlete that's that's the reality of it, the way the system's currently built and, and i said at the time as they were building it but what you're doing is is building a system that you know sports are kind of what's the score what's the score we yeah. ask that question and we want to know what's the score now and what's the score at the, uh, you know, and, and for the, you know, at, at the, the final whistle. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or at the end of the run, or, you know, what, what, who won? And, you know, but what we're now doing in anti-doping is imposing, you might have thought it was that, guys, but 10 years on, we might try and turn it around. And the athlete could then come back and say, yeah, I didn't know that was what was going on. Or... They could say, yeah, I did know that was going on, um, and this and this and this. And, and all of a sudden, you've got 10 years of history hitting you, when actually all you wanted to see was 100 metres or, you know, who won who, who won in that football match, hockey match, whatever. And it's, it, it's kind of, I mean, I describe it as spoiling sport because, you know, if, if the... Um, if if the betting um, companies had anything about them, they go, you know what? We're not going to pay out for 10 years until we see all this. Yeah. I really would love them to do that's that. That's it. Listen, that's, that's something now you just made. Like, it just <laughs> got that light bulb in my head. Why why would you want to pay out, for example, on, you know, the 100 metres race? If we turn back and go, oh, actually, Bolt had been doping all those years. But people yeah. are already saying, they're not going to, the gamblers don't want to pay their money back. They're not going to say, oh, geez, I made like 10, oh, no, 10 no. grand on that. They're going to say, ha ha, I got away with it, as no. many athletes did. And look, now you, you brought that, you, you've perfectly segued for me for the kind of the last question I want to ask you is that with London 12 to 12, the statute of limitations ran out uh, just a short time ago. Do you think that there are a lot of athletes breathing a sigh of relief around the world thinking, we got away with this? Un undoubtedly, and again, it, it comes down to, and I'm, I'm currently working with a, a great organisation, I hope it really does come to fruition, because we're looking at 
some of the things I've been doing with actually with esports, Alan, and and trying to say, well, you know, we we've got a method of testing. We don't use the WADA list, and we don't have to cover all the prohibited substances because we're looking at the um, you know tier one esports uh, competitive gaming. And we're looking a lot at the um, stimulant drugs, so it's a little bit different. I, I, I appreciate that, but yeah. I can do a hundred percent testing every day, every day. Now, at the moment, the way the model is for uh, traditional sport anti-doping, it isn't affordable to be able to do that. But we could, we could, and I hope this is what the plan is for going forward be collecting samples be their blood be the uh, urine and we could be storing them and we could be saying you know what if you have cheated we will find it now the important thing is you know got to clear out all this you know background noise we've got to clear out these supplements either governments legislate or athletes stop using them you know stop right now and 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 really just focus in because we could actually then be collecting from every athlete on a very very regular basis do we analyze because the problem with london 2012 is who was actually tested who is actually now subject to reanalysis and i'm hearing all manner of rumors from some my contacts about you know a, a, a kind of almost like an institutional racism. It's bound to be this country. It's bound to be that country. And you think, for goodness sake, there's a lot of medals won there. And personally, I'd like to see every medal, and we tried to do this with the Commonwealth Games, every medal should actually be validated by a drugs test. And if you do have a positive test, you do not pass the medal on unless the person who receives that medal also was tested. Now, surely athletes want their performances validated and i think we turn that model on its head and and you know it's got to start here alan listen michelle on that on that i hope it starts here in our conversation tonight i want you to come back on in the very near future and tell us more about the new organization because that is the way forward i i fully believe oh. in it i fully believe in michelle thank you so so much for your time tonight and Listen, our uh, thoughts and prayers go to your little doggy as well to hope for the things will be better. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. You know, stay safe. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, that was Michelle Brock. We're going to the break right now. Coming back with the big fat, filthy quiz. Folks, there is hope. We are going to get through this all together um, and we will win. Sports will win. We will all win together. Okay, we're going to have to break with Tao Cruz or Tao Cruz. I'll, Alex B will fix me up later on. I'll fix me up later on. This is Tao Cruz and Dynamite back after the break with the big fat filthy quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I came to dance, 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 dance I hit the floor cause that's my plans, 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 plans I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands Give me some space for both my hands, 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 hands You, you, cause it goes on and on and on
my crew, 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 crew. I'm in the club, so I'm gonna do, 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 do. Just what the folk came here to do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, cause it goes on and on and on. Пока я покупаю билет, ты бежишь за попкорном. Проходим на свои места, главное не пропустить начало. И вот оно начинается. Ты не слышишь, как суетятся опоздавшие? Потому что большой экран поглотил тебя. Звук завораживает тебя. Ты плачешь, смеешься. Уходишь от погони. Падаешь в пропасть и взлетаешь до небес. Ты забываешь обо всем. Потому что ты в кино. Идем в кино. All right, folks, we are now ready for the big fat filthy quiz. Yes, I'm telling you, folks, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, have a little news for you as well at the end because I know you're going to enjoy what I have to tell you. So, uh, and also for any West Ham fans out there, it is three nil. I am a West Ham fan from, well, a long time ago, when I was three years of age. Um, so, 3-0 ahead against Wolves. That is very good news for West Ham, who are, have been absolutely trashed this season. Absolute nerd trash. Right, folks, we're going to go to the quiz right now. Uh, I'm going to give a call around first to make sure everyone is alive and well and everyone's tuned in. Peter P., are you there? Peter, you're going to have to speak up. We can't hear you. Peter, we do not hear you. You're going to have to speak up just a little bit. Can you hear us? Yeah? I can. can you oh, yes. Now we can. Now we can. Lovely. Great to hear you. Okay. Right. Uh, Double N, you're there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Lovely stuff. Uh, Danny Jelani, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, listen, 
You are an American footballer. Which team do you play with? Uh, I play with uh, Zombies, Moscow Zombies. Moscow Zombies. Listen, if anyone wants to play, <laughs> where can they go and what time and what day? Uh, we try on Tuesday and Thursday at Fronzinskaya and at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. This is great. Listen, what's your favorite NFL team? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, 49ers 49ers okay alright okay we'll, we'll leave that there I'm not going to insult you of course um, <laughs> because they're beating the Giants tonight 29-9 mm. okay so that is good right uh, go to check out Alex B you are still there with us you're still alive Alex. oh I never left Oh, <laughs> you never left. Always in my heart. Always in my heart, baby. Okay, Isil Cody, you have recovered from our foursome. You're ready? On show. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that means here in Irish. Uh, Andrew Flint, you're there. Uh, I'm still here. I'm still in your heart. So I'm still enjoying the foursome. So all good. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a six, uh, seven, some, seven, some. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is where it gets messy. Right, right. Four rounds of questions. Okay, so the pre, as I announced you, you will go in that order. Four rounds of questions. First one will be Major League Baseball. Second one, NHL hockey. Then the missing word round. And finally, a true or false, or well, either A or B option. Okay, so we're going to start off Peter P. In Major League Baseball, which team plays in Detroit? All right, Huey, can you hear me right now? Yeah, I can hear you. Clear. Come on. Which team right, plays right. in Detroit? In Detroit, huh? Yeah. How about uh, the... the uh, my, <laughs> Peter? What are you calling? The, the, the Lions. No, no the, the Tigers. Another big cast. My God, Peter, you're so close to it. All right. Uh, double N in Chicago. There's two teams. Name one of them. Bulls, Chicago Bulls. This is this is baseball. Oh, <laughs> this is baseball. This is what's wrong with our people? What's wrong with you people? Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> right, I'll give you a big fat zero for that. Sorry, Danny, in Toronto, what team? Uh, I think Blue Jays. Oh, the first person to get it right is a new person on the show. Well done, Danny. Well done. Alex B, that should have been for you, but I'm going to give you Washington. What's the baseball team? Oh, the Washington. Uh... Used to be in Montreal. Used to be called the Expos. Now they're called the Washington. Alex, don't be checking your I keep, phone. I keep wanting to say Redskins. <laughs> Do <laughs> no, not. The, I'll say the Washington, the Washington baseball team. <laughs> no, well, they could be. No, they're the Nationals. Nationals. Uh, Isil Cody, the Florida. The. Florida, okay. Oh, God. And I knew the other ones. Uh, <laughs> I spent all day thinking of these. <laughs> Come on. This is horrendous. Come on. Uh, oh, God. Florida, I have Miami, but that's not. No, David, no. Come on. Two seconds. Miami have a team. No. Come on. Name <laughs> Florida. Marlins. Okay, I'm no getting zero for that. That's Marlins. The Miami Marlins. No, it's Florida. No, they are the Miami Marlins. The Miami Dolphins in football. No, it's Miami Marlins in. <laughs> is it my? I, I, listen, Miami listen. Team. I'm going to ask. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna Alex B. Can you check if it's the Miami Marlins? I believe it's the Florida Marlins, but there we go. Okay, finally, Andrew Flint, the Tampa Tampa Bay. Oh God! Um, oh God! It's all I'm mixing up the sports. I'm blooming hate this. You you're cruel. <laughs> Come on, cruel, cruel man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh bloody hell! What is that name? Um, oh God! I I, I can't think. I can't think. Devil Rays, Devil Rays. De- oh, God. Oh. Now, never forget this. Right. NHL, Peter P, coming back to you. Do not say bulls for this one, or I swear I'll kill you. The Chicago in ice hockey. Chicago. Chicago. Uh, well, well I, I don't know. Well, is it the Raiders? No, it's the Red Wings. No, that's Detroit. What? That's Detroit. Wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's Miami Marlins. Ah, oh, crap. Okay, right. One point at Eastland. <laughs> I stand correct. There you go. I misheard, Alex. Okay, right. The pressure is on. Uh, double N, double N. Toronto, the ice hockey team. Toronto, Toronto. Uh, let me think, let me think. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Stars, Stars. No, that's Dallas. No. Alex, for no extra points, what's the team in, in Toronto? The... The Maple Leafs. There you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Danny. Danny Jelani. Florida. Uh, I'm not sure, but maybe Panthers. Yes, correct. Easelt, no. It is the Panthers this time. Well done, Danny. Danny's leading on two points. Easelt, okay, you're on one point, so you have a chance. Uh, all right. Alex B. The Tampa Bay. Uh, what? What game? Ice hockey. We just uh, Tampa, we, Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> we just discussed them. You spoke about them. They're playing the Dallas Stars. Anyway, uh, right, uh, Eastlick, the Washington Capitals. Oh, very. That's very confident. I'll give you one for that. Right, Andrew Flint, Detroit. <laughs> Jesus, Detroit. For crying out loud, um, Peter said it. <laughs> Please stop, <laughs> This is one, uh, especially for you, from the NFL Insider. Brady let himself what twice in a row? Oh, by the way, I just want to, I just want to say that the man is dead to me. <laughs> I come out of the army and the man is, is, is already in Buccaneers. Yeah, Where he's he's in Tampa Bay. So, listen, what? So, what? Let himself down twice in a, in a row. Oh, do you know what? I'm not... Uh, I'll give you one point out of two. Lose twice in a row. That's uh, Listen, that's actually quite good. Well done. Okay, right. Uh, double N. This is golf. Bryson takes a big what at the last hole? Uh, takes a big, let's say, lead. 
Oh no! But you're you're very listen. You're very very good. But go on. Give me give me another word. I'll give you a chance. Go on. Another word. Um, win. No. 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 Uh, double double N. I'm so sorry. It's risk. Takes a big risk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Thank God Andy Mack is flattening his back. He didn't hear that one. Right. Uh, Danny, over to you. Dundalk. Uh-huh. This is from the RTE website. Dundalk shot the what? This is Dundalk Football Club. Dundalk <laughs> shot the what? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe criminals? <laughs> no. No. <Jesus> <laughs> no. I'm go- I, I, no. Okay. No, it's not criminals. Not criminals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You don't, do you want to guess again? No? No. Thank okay. You. All right. I'll give you one for that. Okay. It's shot the sheriff. They beat Sheriff Tiras Ball. Well done. Okay. All right. Alex B. Come on. You can do this one. Tennis great Serena Williams celebrates her what today? <laughs> <laughs> this is this should have been for Eastwood actually. Okay. Tennis great Serena Williams celebrates her what today? Come on, I want to hear an answer. Her um something to do with with the juice. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Her steroid use. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to give you one. It's her birthday. Her that, birthday. That celebrating? Her birthday. Uh, so there you go. Right. Isol, uh, uh, this is for you. This is an Irishman from Off the Ball. I think you noticed this on Twitter. Uh, this is a statement, uh, but heading, heading the uh, article. I've always thought the Irish were too scared to what? I was shit scared, is what he said. Apparently, we're too scared to dope. I'm not going to go into the record of people who are clearly brave, brave men and women here. But uh, yeah, we're too scared to dope in Ireland. And by the way, you have now gone to 4 0. 4 0, West Ham. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Yeah, hey. Okay, thank you very much, Jesus. Right, finally, and Andrew, you had to get some points of board for this. Hamilton hangs on to his what? This is from ITV Sport yesterday. Hamilton, uh, Lewis Hamilton, obviously, hangs on to his what? Oh, hangs on to his lead. Hangs on to his, I'll give you one for that. Uh, but it hangs on to his pole. But I will give you. I'll give you one for that. Right. Very very quickly. It's the last round to fly through this one. This is the either or one. Okay. Starting off with Peter P. Peter, the second biggest stadium for for, for capacity in the world is in India or in China. Uh, I think in China. And you think wrong. It's actually in India. Okay, it is in India. Okay, there you go. We learn something new every day. Double N, the biggest stadium in the USA is the Michigan Stadium or the Ohio Stadium? Um, Let's go with the Michigan. Oh, you went well. Okay, you got two points for that. Well done. Well done. I'm a winner. <laughs> you got two points. You're just ahead of Peter P. He's got one and a half. And, and you're leading uh, Andrew at the moment. Right, uh, Danny... The biggest stadium in Europe is Wembley in London. Is that true or false? False. Oh. Barcelona. <laughs> ah, well done. The Camp Nou Barcelona. Jeez, Danny, you're actually leading at the moment. But Eastlet has a chance to catch up. Eastlet's doing very, very well. She's only one point behind. Uh, okay, Alex B. The biggest stadium in Africa is in Egypt or South Africa? Uh, it's in South Africa. Wow, well done. Well done. That's two points to you. You've moved up into second place, level with Eastolt right now, but Eastolt has a chance to take home all the cookies. Eastolt. Okay. <laughs> Which is the bigger stadium in Germany? 
the Olympics. Uh, the biggest stadium in Germany is the Olympic Stadium. Is that true or false? The Olympic Stadium, of course, in Berlin. True or false? I go with false. False. Two po- no. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll give you an extra point if you can tell me which is the biggest stadium. The biggest stadium in Germany? Yeah. Um, it's in Dortmund, but I don't know what it is. Listen, it's the Signal Iduna Park in Dortmund. Correct. Well done. Listen, you've won. But to save face a wee bit, all right, to save face a wee bit. In, <laughs> you all know the, I'm doing my dance right now. Yeah, of course you are. You're rubbing it into us all. <laughs> right. Um, listen. Uh, this is going for you, Andrew. Okay, the na- the National Hero Stadium in Lusaka is it bigger than the Lake Tanganyika Stadium in K- Kigoma in Tanzania? True or false? <laughs> the what stadium in where is bigger than? Oh, for crying out loud! What? Just rubbing it in. Save face. There's nothing saving face about what? this. Um, True or false? Uh, Tanganyika is bigger. Actually, you're right. Well done. Well done, well done, well done. Okay, I'm going to round up from uh, last two first. At last place, Peter P, you came, trailed in on a Boston one and a half. Double N, you came in second last with two points. Um, Alex B, you are, are, oh, actually, sorry. Next up then is Andrew Flint with three points. Alex B, you got the bronze medal. We hope you won't get dope tested and it'll be taken away from you in 10 years' time. You are on four (laughs) points. Danny, congratulations. You have five points. Okay. (laughs) Real delight there from Danny. Uh, And Isolt, congratulations. You have seven points. You got seven points out of a maximum of six. (laughs) Actually, a maximum of more than that. (laughs) No doping, man. No doping. Exactly. Well done, Isolt. You were the champion today. Okay, folks. Uh, Okay, all six of you, thank you very, very much. Have a great week and uh, take care of yourselves, okay? All right. Yeah. See you next time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that is our... Uh well, I say our, our, our six best people around the place for a quiz, and they actually did quite well. Okay, folks, we are going to go out right now with uh, an, a sort of an old time. We want you going to be grooving around wherever you are. If it's sitting sitting in the lobby of a hotel, if it is lying at home in bed, if it is listening to us in the car, you're going to like this one. This is old school, and this is fun. Okay. One thing before we go away, folks, uh, the COVID cases are rising. We're over 2,000 today alone in Moscow, okay? Uh, so take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and be sensible, okay? It will get a little bit worse before it gets better, but we're going to get through this together. We'll be back next Sunday with more Capital Sports. I'm Alan Moore. Folks, again, as I said, look after yourselves, look after each other, and uh, let's groove into Monday morning or into <laughs> into uh, the midnight hour with Shaggy and old Carolina back next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.